Hi, everyone. This is Jennifer. Welcome to the Corporate Flight Attendant Podcast. I've been a corporate flight attendant for over five and a half years, and I tell you the brutal, honest truth of this industry. This is episode 28. If you like this podcast, please give me five stars. Make sure to check out freespiritpodcast.com. You can support this podcast and purchase my digital products and services made specifically for being a corporate flight attendant. And if you're into the metaphysical and spiritual, check out my other podcast, Two Inches Off the Ground. You can always follow me on Instagram at Two Inches Off the Ground. It's not geared to being a corporate flight attendant, but you know, you can always support me. That's always fun. Today's topic is menu creation. All right, so you have two situations where the catering is chosen for you, meaning it's ordered for you. And that usually happens through a broker. Remember that the broker is that go-between for the jet company and the client if they charter. And remember that charter means to rent the plane, right? So usually that broker wants control of the entire situation for their charter clients, which is understandable. They don't like surprises and they don't want to have their clients disappointed because that is on their head. So you have those situations. If you're working for something like a NetJets, a VistaJet, I'm pretty sure they order the food for you and that's already done. But then you have the second situation where you receive requests and preferences and you choose the food, you create the menu. And if you're like me, you're a contractor, you do both. You have a combination of both. And I know some of you out there are really into the culinary and the cuisine and this drives you and that's a great thing. For me, I always like to keep things simple, but we're gonna talk about you know, how to do this and I'm gonna go from the standpoint of keeping things as simple as humanly possible. So you wanna make sure that you always have a vegan gluten-free option always. Even if they don't ask for it or specify, a guest could be added at the last moment who has these dietary restrictions. I recently read an article where it said these high-end restaurants now have a vegan option on their menu always or else they're dead in the water. So this is a new thing that's coming about and we have to adapt to it. A good example for lunch and dinner is a large salad that you put together and then you have a dressing that's vegan and gluten-free. So what I do is I order the ingredients of a salad in separate Ziploc baggies. So in a large Ziploc bag is your lettuce and then you have your cucumbers sliced in another Ziploc bag and you have carrots sliced in another Ziploc bag. So everything comes sliced, everything comes ready, everything comes fresh. So keeping it in those Ziploc bags ensures freshness. And you want to make sure too with the lettuce, this is a good tip to make sure it's not too wet. So just make sure you write in there, you know, the lettuce is crispy and that they put it in the bag crispy. That always helps too. Make sure that the dressing is vegan and gluten-free. I always overlap and just make sure that all the dressings are vegan and gluten-free so it's easy. You can also order things like bacon bits and chicken slices, but you know, that's in a separate Ziploc bag and that's for the passengers who would eat that. Avocado slices are a great touch. Order the avocado whole. Make sure in the catering you say ripe avocado because if it's not, you're screwed. 
for breakfast, some gluten-free vegan options are a fancy oatmeal with almond or soy milk. Uh, you can top it with berries, nuts, maple syrup. Remember, some vegans do not eat honey. You can have honey as an option. People love honey, but remember, a lot of vegans don't eat honey, so have that maple syrup option too. You can do a coconut yogurt parfait and build that. You can do a vegan gluten-free breakfast burrito. And just keep it simple and that the other passengers who aren't vegan or gluten-free can eat it too. Why do you want to do that? Number one, for cost. So what happens sometimes, especially with these owners, is they don't understand jet costs at all. So they don't understand, they've just dropped $120,000 on fuel for a trip. It's nothing to them. It's nothing. It's, you know, not that it's nothing, but it's just, they don't understand it. They're like, oh, okay, that sounds reasonable. But they do understand catering costs. And if you start just ordering all these more expensive vegan gluten-free options and no one's eating them, that may not make them happy because what happens is their accountants sometimes will take a look with a fine-tooth comb over the catering. And I've seen that and that's happened. Now, I've never gotten in trouble because I'm always overlapping. So for example, for the breakfast, if I do the oatmeal, great, then that's oatmeal for everyone. And then all I do is add a regular cow milk. That's an option too, but anyone can have the berries, the nuts, the maple syrup, or the honey. And then it's all overlapped for financial reasons, right? Then you can, if the accountant ever asks, you could always say, yeah, well, everyone had oatmeal, including the non-vegan gluten-free. It would not get to that level. I've never seen it get to that level. Trust me. Rarely. Actually, I've seen it once get to that level, but not with me, not on my account. So just make sure, you know, you're keeping it simple, you're overlapping. And also remember that you only have limited space in the galley. So that's another reason why you want to overlap. Okay. If we choose oatmeal, then we're going to do oatmeal. And remember, it has to be gluten-free oatmeal. We're going to do oatmeal for all eight passengers. Sometimes they will ask you to do a theme menu. I've seen this with the Kentucky Derby where we had to do mint juleps. It was a pain in the ass, but it's just one of these things. The passengers, if they request a theme, they will want a full show, meaning if it's a birthday party, they will want the balloons, they will want the cupcakes, they will want the full show. If the catering is unspecified, it just says, birthday party, celebrating a birthday, do the best you can, you know, make sure to get a cake, make sure to get cupcakes. I would not do flowers. Think about flowers, right? You bring flowers onto an aircraft. If someone's allergic, they're now stuck with this allergen for the next hour to 10 hours with the same air circulating in cabin. So I never do flowers unless specified. So just prepare. Sometimes you do have to do a theme menu, especially on these charters where, again, it's your VistaJet, NetJet. You will see that. I haven't had to do it a lot, maybe a couple of times. Some flight attendants absolutely love it. It drives them for me. Um, again, I just think it's a pain in the ass, but I do it, and I do it to the best of my ability. I do it in a way that it's easy to clean up for me. Remember that you're going to have to clean all this stuff up before you take off. So, you know, you can go crazy, but make sure it can be easily stowed away within a few minutes. So just keep that in mind too. Another tip is to order the local cuisine from the country you are departing. 
if not specified. So for example, if you're doing a trip from Spain to Croatia, make sure you're ordering Spanish food because that's what the passengers probably expect. So you're gonna order tapas and paella and Spanish cheese and wine, and they'll probably love it. Again, unless specified, just order that local cuisine. Now, if you have a weird food country where the food is just bizarre and you're not enjoying it and you probably know your passengers won't enjoy it, stick to the standard American food choices. I've even ordered American food from places like Saudi Arabia. They understand the American clientele, so you can stick to the American food. You know, you can always order guacamole and chips. You can order a chicken and rice dish, something that's very American. That's what I stick to when I'm in one of these strange food countries. It doesn't happen a lot. Usually the local cuisine, they're going to good places with good local cuisine. So I wouldn't really worry about it. Just in case, stick to that American food. When you're in another country, when you're abroad, they do not understand American portions because we eat like animals over here. So you have to order double to triple the amount or specify large, or I would even say extra large American portions. So that's a big deal too. Before I get into the actual menu creation, this is a big one. You must check the boxes of catering. That is the first thing you do when you walk into the FBO. So you're there for showtime. You're there two hours ahead of time, like you should be doing. And what I do is I walk up to the desk, I state my you know tail number and I say my name and I just ask them politely, can I go back and check all the catering? And they take you back to the kitchen and you have to open boxes. They Sometimes they give you a knife, sometimes you have to you know, use, I use a key a lot, a key on my keychain, and you open boxes because they're taped and you take everything out and you make sure that you have absolutely everything. And I have a checklist on my phone so I know, you know, what I'm getting and what should be there. And this is a big thing because I was friends with a dispatcher where she was completely frustrated because she had flight attendants who would not check the food or would not even open the boxes until in flight and then something was missing and they were screwed and then the clients were screwed and it would get back to her. And she said to me, it happened a lot more than you think. I can't believe the one job they have is just to check the food and they don't check it. So you absolutely have to do that. That is the first part of your routine because you do not want to get a call from that dispatcher because she'll never use you again. Just make sure it's a very logical thing to do. With the actual menu creation, unless specified, you will have four courses, a starter or appetizer, salad, entree, and dessert. So make sure there are choices, and this is how I would do it. So the breakdown is like this. So make sure you have a few starters, right? So a few meaning three. So make sure you have a choice between, I don't know, two to three starters. I think that would be good. A soup or a salad. I want to come back to this because this is a big warning, but I will come back to this. A few entrees, right? So you're going to have maybe a chicken dish, a beef dish, and then your vegan gluten-free option. Then you have a couple of desserts and you're going to make sure you have a vegan gluten-free dessert as always, right? So a good example is very simple. You could do berries, mixed berries with a coconut whipped cream. That's always really good. Going back to the soup or salad, 
beware on this one because I think it's the biggest pain in the ass to serve soup. And here's why is because the aircraft is freezing. You take one soup out of the microwave or the oven and it's cold in about one second. And then you have to serve them one by one. It is the biggest pain in the ass. So imagine if you have to do this with eight passengers. Imagine if you have to do this with 14 passengers. It sucks. I hate serving soup. I really do. Also, the other issue is it's unsteady. When you're carrying soup, you never know if you can trip. You never know if your toe gets caught on the carpeting. You, you just don't know. I mean, it hasn't happened really, but you just, you never know. It hasn't happened to me, I should say. I think I've spilled soup once, but it wasn't on the carpet. I think it was in galley. You could have turbulence. That's why I absolutely hate serving soup for the temperature reason. And then a lot of times they want it burning hot. So you spend your entire service just reheating soup. I really, I just hate soup. So how do I get around it? Unless specified or unless expected, like for example, you work for NetJets and NetJets, you always have to have a soup. So that would just be, you know, standard. Unless it's standard or specified, I don't put it on the menu and I don't serve it because I hate it that much. So <laughs> that is my... Uh, that is my spiel on soup. Another thing you could do is order it from the caterer in a thermos to keep it at least warm or hot. So just do the best you can when you order soup. Now, here's the thing that I know some of you are going to hate and some of you are going to love. All right. So mostly, as you've seen on movies and TV and the Kardashians and whatever, they give you a menu and it's nicely typed up with a menu cover. That is that's normal, right? When you, what you expect from a private jet, but beware, because again, there are two situations where the company orders a catering for you, which is fine. So if you have that typed up menu and you don't have something or you have to throw away that lobster that you're smelling because it doesn't smell very good and you have to cross it off the menu, then that's more on the company than it is you then you have situations where it's all on you. You are responsible for the catering and everyone knows that. Now you have to cross that lobster off the menu. It doesn't look good. It really doesn't because they're going to ask questions. What happened to the lobster? Why is it crossed off the menu? And you don't want to get into a conversation with these people. So here's my two cents. If you love doing the menus or you have to do the menus, learn calligraphy, learn a fancy form of writing. And then what you can do, and it's going to take some more time. I understand it's going to add time to your day, but you make sure everything is in that catering box. You just quickly write one menu. You bring a nice piece of paper, you write one menu, and then all you do is ask the FBO, give them the nice paper and ask them if you can do it, if you can just use their copier and print, you know, eight more menus you're always going to print extras too, right? You know that you're always going to print extra menus. God forbid something spills on it or whatever. Another thing you could do is you could have the menu already typed up onto your phone or onto your iPad or computer. And then you could just send it to the FBO. You can be standing there at the desk and just email it to them and ask them to print it out on that nice paper, or you could print it out on that nice paper, and then you can make any adjustments on your computer. That's actually a good idea too. Either one is a good idea. I just don't love the live or die menu where you've already printed them, you've already cut them, and something doesn't arrive, or you have to throw something away. So just think about that. 
what I do and how I get around it, which for a lot of these companies, again, like a VistaJet, NetJet, you're not going to be able to get around it. But when you're, you know, flying people like I do with the businessmen who are more chill, I read the menu, like a specials at a restaurant. I just read the menu and then that, you know, that's just easy. So it's whatever you want to do. So that is our episode on menu creation. It's that simple. It's not rocket science. You know, you have to make it your own. If it's something that you love to do and drives you, that's great. I know of a flight attendant, a male flight attendant. We don't talk about male flight attendants a lot here, but uh, a male flight attendant who will go to different countries, obviously when he's on a trip with passengers and do tasting menus on his own to try to get the best food for passengers. And I think that's cool. And he involves the pilots in that and he just, it drives him. He loves it. For me, um, I'm personally not wasting my time doing that, but, (laughs) but again, if it's something that you absolutely love, then God bless, go and do that and make it as complex as you want. But I always say for the rest of us, just keep it as simple as possible. Check out freespiritpodcast.com for my catering order template. You guys, this will save you so much time and so much stress. And I wish I had it not only when I started, but I wish I had it years in. Once I kind of figured out what I was doing and I was a pro at it, I started to you know create it for myself. It's just the best thing ever. So definitely look at purchasing the catering template so good. And it also comes with, you know, the packing lists and catering lists. It's, it's just really good. You guys will like it. Freespiritpodcast.com. Just an FYI, I am dealing with a family situation at the moment. And on top of that, you guys know my health situation. 2021 has just, oh man, I've just, <laughs> I've been on one for 2021. The last half has been just crazy. So I aim for the next episode to drop Friday, November 12th, but it may be tough with everything going on. So just a warning, always look for that episode on Friday morning, but again, you never know. And until next time, happy flying.